0: And welcome to this edition with Taco Tuesdays with Ace. I am here with Patrick Shalvir, uh, sports anchor for KFOX 14. Patrick, welcome.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, and we know you're a Miami boy. Uh, yeah, can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Um, so, tell us what it was like growing up in Miami.
1: Uh, in my, I mean, it's. Uh, I always tell everybody, it's a. Uh, we're a melting pot. And what I mean by that is we've got, there's so many different cultures, right? You've got your Cuban culture, uh, you've got Venezuelans, you've got Dominicans, you've got, you know, Jamaicans and Haitians. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy because you meet and you intertwine with so many different people. So not only do I, in my there with like my family and kind of growing up that way, uh, you get to kind of almost feel like you're growing up in different communities in different cultures. Uh, and I went to, um, went to an all boy high school um, but a lot of it was uh, a lot of like Cuban families, Cuban backgrounds. So I kind of almost like grew up in that sense in terms of, you know, just the way that people spoke. Uh, if you get invited to like family parties or whatnot, uh, you get to kind of be a part of that and see that culture. So uh, that's pretty much how it is. Like, it's, it's just a variety of cultures all intertwined in one community which I think is like the coolest thing because then obviously like the food gets involved. Mm-hmm. So like one day you're having Cuban food, the next day you're having uh, Dominican food, and maybe you're having Puerto Rican. And they there might be some subtle changes, but there's big differences in it. And you see it, uh, and that's like the coolest thing. And I always tell people whenever you go to Miami, it's like, just listen to the people, uh, try different foods because everybody's like, oh, it's, it's all Cuban food, right? It's like, yeah, well, yeah, but there's other... Mixtures in there as well, which is the cool part. So it's 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 a nice little like melting pot, Um, and that was like the coolest thing growing up. I mean, it's it's crazy and it's constantly growing.
0: Constantly growing. You know, all boys school. That's interesting. Yeah. Did did you uh, did you play sports out there?
1: I did a little football, and then my senior year, did a little track. Just kind of, you know, just being with friends and whatnot. I did volleyball like middle school, and then my freshman year of high school. Uh, that was probably when I first started off. So yeah, I was like, it was volleyball first, then football, and then like like just track as I well. Just track on that. Yeah. So so
0: what got you into <coughs> the career path of news journalism? Was this in high school? <laughs> not until you got to college. What yeah, made that no, happen? it was. It wasn't until I
1: got to college. Uh, I went to school at FIU, um, and I was kind of in that phase of all right, what am I gonna do? I actually studied and wanted to study first criminal justice. I was doing that for about a year. Um, and then I'm just I'm walking on campus with a buddy of mine and at the time and they still have it but at the time um, you know they had the student-run newspaper and they also had a radio show and they had a segment for sports for sports radio but to be on the radio you had to be on the paper so I was like oh that'd be cool you know you can get to cover like the teams and whatnot so I was like all right let's go try it out let's do that um, and I like, growing up my mom used to always tell me like I see you either being on TV or being a lawyer because I like to talk and I was always like arguing or like mm-hmm. ranting or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, all right, like let's try it out. Um, and it really just kind of took off from there. I went from being like a contributing writer and being like, you know, just a weekly host on the sports show to being like, you know, the, as- the assistant sports director, to being, you know, this writer covering the FIU football team, covering the basketball team, baseball. Um, and it really just took off from there and I, com- I continue to enjoy it. And while I was in school doing that, I got a job as a producer for the Fox affiliate in Miami Who at the time and I think they still are like the number one station in Miami and South Florida both like through web and on TV so I kind of just like got again intertwined with the college aspect of it Mm -hmm. through FIU and then covering it from A big news station in Miami which is their like a top 25 market Mm -hmm. Um, and it like I said it just kind of took off from there and then meeting and hanging out with reporters and photographers and I was just like man that's what I want to continue to do sports wise Mm -hmm. Um, and I was doing that for three years I was More. doing it for about three years, and then I, t- I moved to Texas, went to the Valley for two, two and a half, and then I moved here. Now, now
0: going back, that big jump from college, the uh, news reporting to, you know, kind of mainstream. Yeah. You know, how big was that jump? You know, was it faster, quicker, you know? What, 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 yeah. what big changes were? was that? Yeah, you,
1: you definitely noticed the speed change, because, like, in college, I mean, you're, you're doing a story. I mean, the paper runs, like, once a week, you know, so deadlines are still there. Um, but they're they're not daily, you know, mm-hmm. so you have a little more leeway, plus you've got classes and stuff, so it's a little more different. Um, but yeah, once you jump into the mainstream media of it all, you realize how fast everything is, and how quick you need to be, and how factual you need to be, because a lot of times people wanna be first with getting the news out, which is important, but you also need to be factual. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a lot, people think it's easy but one little mistake can make the biggest difference, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it, it kind of makes you really, it, it puts a different mindset up. Okay, you need to make sure when you're getting this information, you're asking all the right questions, you're getting all the right stuff. Because the second you click send online or you put it on TV, it's gone. It's there. Mm-hmm. You can't take that back. And then when you when you got to retract stuff, it's, it's horrible. It's like the worst <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was always the hardest because and then like with FIU in college you have go people going over your stories and double checking triple checking so you you can make a mistake that first time and you have like a professor who goes over it and makes sure this is the right way to do it this is right and making sure so you have that sometimes with like mainstream big time media you might not have that it's almost like you may have one person reviewing it but you might you might just be like look like get it out there as soon as you can like whenever you know it um,
0: no security blanket at all. Yeah, <laughs> no. So yeah, A lot of
1: times there isn't, especially if it's like breaking news. Mm-hmm. There's really no, like, if, you, if you're going to commit to something, you're going to you know, report this, make sure you're right, because especially, I mean, nowadays, you know, trolls or whatever you want to call them, they'll come at you, whatever, whatever story it is. So it's, uh, it was definitely a big jump. Uh, but it's, it's a learning it was a learning experience for sure.
0: What what was the coolest thing you saw while working in Miami? You know, uh, <laughs> you know was it sports? Was it just something just out of the ordinary?
1: Um, I mean, the coolest thing for me was the fact that so when I was at FIU, I covered, like I said, the football team, which was cool. Um, I started there my last my first year was Ty uh, T. Y. Hilton's last year at FIU, and now he's like balling with the Colts, so that was always cool. But when I started working with um, Channel Seven, the Fox affiliate in Miami, um, I was going to Dolphins games. I was going to uh, Hurricanes games, and I was like in the locker room pregame and post-game. So that was like my first real experience in like the NFL or the NCAA, and getting a chance to like see these guys. Like these are you know Cameron Wake, right? These are guys that you know are the faces of an NFL football team. They're making millions and millions of dollars. And I'm, the same distance I am to you is how I was of like Cameron Wake, um, you know, Jarvis Landry kind of thing, getting a chance to talk to them, mm-hmm. right? And interview them. And, I, and that's how it was. I mean, the photographer that I was with uh, and the sports guys basically trusted me and said, hey, you know what you're doing. You have the experience talking to players. You know, we'll go with what you get, but you get it. So the photographer would basically say, go in there take a mic and I'll be right behind you. And I would just take the mic and you know i was i was a little smaller than the older guys so i would just kind of like squeeze in in a corner mm-hmm. and you know a few times like you know and they get like shot to me and I'd, I'd be right there in front of the you know the player and just asking them questions about the game and that was like the coolest thing because you really feel like you're a part of this group and you're like you're getting a chance to talk to a player and um that was the coolest thing because again it's that was when i really really realized this is what i wanted to do so that was that was like the coolest. I always I've got pictures that people took of me, like again with Cameron Wake and guys and Matt Moore, just kind of talking to them. And I'm like, you're like yeah, that I, was fun. I, I want to do this. I want to do
0: this. Now, now that big jump to go from Miami to Texas. You know, <clears throat> yeah, tell us about that. Were you nervous? You're a little scared. You know, it's probably the first time you left home, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's to it's, tell us about that journey.
1: It, it wasn't. Scary, nervous because so I before when I moved to Texas, I went straight to the valley, uh, Harlingen, South Texas, and I didn't know anybody. I hadn't even actually gone to the city. I did a phone interview with the news director there at the time and He saw my reel and we spoke and that was it and the next thing I know they're like, all right we're gonna send you an offer and if you if you agree with it, we sign off on it and you move in a few weeks and that was it. Like I said, I had never been to Texas. I had never left the state of Florida to live. I'd gone other places. Um, but to live was completely different. And I pretty much just packed up my bags and just flew out there, you know, and put my car in a truck, and and that was it. So when I first landed in Texas, in Harlingen, I had friends pick me up, and that was the first time. I was like, like, man, this is really happy. There's <laughs> no turning back. There's no turning back. I mean, South Texas, uh, I guess it's similar to El Paso in the sense of, you know with like uh, the weather minus the humidity right there there is humidity there um but it was a lot different than like Miami weather so it it really was a wake up call and that was the first few weeks or so was like the hardest because again you don't know anybody you're learning the area you're brand new to just everything you know um but it's it's been great man I- now
0: going from the Miami market like you mm-hmm. said you had the dolphins you had the hurricanes <laughs> you know to coming to Rio Grande Valley yeah How was that i guess for you mentally like okay we're not covering those same big stuff but how do i make i I own this and and do the best i can
1: that was the toughest because the only big thing we had was you know utrgv their their um their college there and they had the the vipers the Rio grand valley vipers who are the affiliate to the houston rockets the g league and that was it and that was the toughest thing because you really have to you really realize one how big texas high school and texas football is in texas um but two you really have to understand that it's a community-based uh industry at least in this point right um you may have like your teams here and there but people really do care about the high schools and what they're doing so i almost had to kind of take a step back and realize that well the importance isn't going to be your NFL team per se, or your your college team, it's gonna be at the high school level, and that's when I really opened up to realizing like how important that was. Whether it's you know kids signing to to play a, in college, or you know that big Friday night game or whatnot, that's that was the biggest um, change for me, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but it w- but it was awesome though. I mean, there were times where um, there's a city uh, called Los Fresnos, and like. So, some schools here know the area, right? Yeah, uh, Mom would, play his, play. yeah, Mom would plays them, uh, they played them this year. And that city shuts down on Fridays. When they host and they have a, a football game, they shut down. I mean, they like businesses will close early, signs up, you know, we're at the football game. And not every city does that because they are a little bigger than others. But that one in particular, I always remember because that was the first one for me because I went to go cover a Friday night game there. And as I'm driving to go to the stadium, to go to school, I'm stopping, and I'm like, where can I get something to eat? And I got there to a little late, and they had already closed. They closed, like, two <laughs> hours before kickoff. I was like, man, but it was yeah. so cool at the same time. Yeah. Because in Miami, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. Miami, I mean, if a high school is playing, like, that's cool. It, people still, will go, but it's not.
0: Miami's still 24-7. Yeah,
1: it's 24-7 with all the teams and all the nightlife and whatnot, especially on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was, that was, like, the coolest thing. And even here, I mean, even here, people really you know, commit to like, the schools and it becomes like this big thing, so it's actually pretty cool. So, so how long were you in
0: the Rio Grande Valley?
1: I was there about two and a half years, yeah, so from late 2015 till uh, mid last year, July of last year.
0: So, so how did the opportunity come up uh, to come to the Sun City?
1: Uh, kind of the same thing. So in this industry, you you, you don't you, you have your resume, but your resume is really a, a reel, a video reel. You put together little clips of the work you've done, you know, in studio, outside, at games, whatnot. And with our company, there's essentially a portal that we have that you put it in and news directors can go and look at it and whatnot. Um, and the news director, not for the station here, for KFOX here, but like corporate, which is like the news director for the news director here, uh, I know him on a personal level, and I told him, I was like, look, this is what I'm trying to do. Um, originally, which is actually kind of funny, I actually wanted to go, and I was on my way hopefully to go to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I was already in contact with them, uh, being a reporter for them in San Antonio, a sports reporter. And as that was kind of going along, uh, the news director, the corporate one, calls me, he like, hey, I know you're looking into San Antonio, and that's great, but El Paso wants to bring uh, a, sport- a sports anchor. They have a station that hasn't had sports in like over 10 years, and they're trying to start that up again. Why don't you give that a look? And at first I was reluctant. I was like, I don't want to go to El Paso. I didn't really want to go from one border town to another. Like I wanted to make that move up. I had already been doing this for like a while. Um, I was like, you know, I think I'm ready to at least make that reporter step to a bigger market. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Let me do some interviews. They fly me down here. And I think what really sold me was the fact that they were like, you know, you're going to be the face of KFox Sports. Like It hasn't been on here for so long. And that's what we're missing. That's what viewers are saying we want to see because we're missing that. And that pretty much sold me. I was like, all right, I can go to San Antonio, big market, more expensive and just be kind of like a reporter, like another reporter. Or I can get the opportunity to go as a sports anchor. In El Paso, good market. They still have you know their, their college teams and you know pro teams that they kind of follow, and start something that hasn't been around in so long. So that's that's what really sold me. Because at the end of the day, it's almost like you know, yeah, San Antonio's a bigger market. It's cool, but that title was also kind of nice too. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, when they flew me down here, I, I I loved it. You know, from the mountains, which I had never really seen. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it sounds naive almost, but I had never been in an area where there were mountains. The valley doesn't really have mountains. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we take that for granted. Yeah, you know? know. We see them every day, and when we go outside the city, like, oh, there's nothing out there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, you know, it's like,
1: it's nice or it's flat, but that's that's what it is. Um, so that's, that's when I was like, you know what, like, I can enjoy, you know, being here. And then, you know, dry heat is a lot better than humidity. If yeah. It gets hot, don't get me wrong, but when you compare this kind of heat to summertime heat in the valley or even summertime heat in Miami, I'll take this. <laughs> for sure, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, I can't I can't do humidity.
0: If I had curly hair, I'd probably be okay, <laughs> nah, I know
1: that's why I cut mine. I was like, okay. Hey, so now quiet. you
0: make it to the Sun City, you know, different market. Yeah. Culture's very enriched here. Multiple languages, obviously, that you've seen already, mm-hmm. but, you know, coming from Miami and all that. What has surprised you about the diversity here in El Paso? <sighs> um or has anything surprised you on that?
1: I think what, what has surprised me is just how how nice and welcoming people are. A lot of times, uh, and, and you see it sometimes in Miami, a lot of times people are, are kind of about themselves or they can be very selfish sometimes or rude. Um, I've never really experienced that here. A lot of people have been you know very nice, very welcoming. Um, if I do run into people who, either on the job or when I'm off, and people like you know say what's up or whatever and they know me from my job it's really cool because they're very nice and very welcoming and I think that's something that really surprised me because I was never used to it. I was always used to you know all right well if you give somebody a bad look you know it's gonna be, there's gonna be problems or mm-hmm. you know here it's it's I've never had I've never gone out and had like an issue with somebody you know people seem to be very nice and very welcoming uh, and very supportive of each other so I think that's the coolest thing um, and then obviously I mean I the mexican culture in the valley is similar to how it is here so that was cool and to continue seeing that and i'm still learning just you know the culture in terms of just the way you know what people do maybe on holidays or like the food especially um so it's very cool i'm very open to it i'm very open to learning different cultures and learning meeting different people and things like that and then it's funny because a lot of times when i do meet different people my Spanish might come out here and there. And then a lot of people say, oh, you have an accent. I'm like, no, I don't. Like, what, what accent do I have? Like, oh, you, you speak Spanish differently. I'm like, I guess, I don't, like, that's, you're, that, you're
0: from Florida, you know, you're from I'm like, Florida. I guess, I mean, to me,
1: it's it's how I grew up learning Spanish, you know, but I hear it from other people and I'm just like, okay, I, like I get it, which is the coolest thing. Cause it's like, all right, well, you know, we're communicating differently mm-hmm. in, in different, you know, accents, but we understand each other. And, It's always cool, like, uh, from time to time, we'll go visit uh, my girlfriend's grandma, and she only speaks Spanish, and I love speaking with her in Spanish, because sometimes, like, she doesn't like, she won't speak Spanish as much like with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So I'll mess around with her. I'll joke with her in Spanish. We'll have a full on conversation. My girlfriend's just kind of looking at me. I'm like, yeah, she loves me. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. your grandma loves you know, me. You're like, I'm the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so I joke around with her all the time and I tell her that. But it's just so cool. And like, you know, she'll tell me stories. Like last time I saw her, she's telling me stories from when she would go down to Mexico and, uh, you know, her and different family members or friends would just, you know, get on a bus and go to different places. And I'm like, you you know you almost take that for granted if you see that on an everyday basis Mm -hmm. but from the outside in it's like this is so cool like even if it's just 10 15 minutes you're learning something that you probably i probably won't ever get to experience you know she's telling me about how her friends would go out and spend the day out here and we go shopping and eating over here and i'm just learning about it and like i feel like i'm in mexico through her and to be able to do that in her in her tongue in her dialect um is like the coolest thing you know, because I feel like had I not learned Spanish in Miami, I wouldn't be able to share that experience with her. So I think that's like the coolest thing. And even when I talk to people like at UTEP games or something, and you get to hear about oh, back in the day when I was at UTEP or <laughs> what I played at UTEP, I'm like, I'm like, it's funny when they say that, but it's it's cool, man, especially you you realize how important culture and history is down here for sure
0: No, El Paso is a different market you know i don't know how many high schools there are in Miami i guess <laughs> in that area that you'll cover but here we got at least 32 high schools yeah did that did that catch you off guard like okay there's a lot,
1: a lot of schools here not not really because i i learned about it i realized that when i was in the valley i realized that again you go from the pros to the high schools and it kind of you know switches it's like all right the importance of the high schools not as much as the big time ones so going into it I knew that that was gonna be the case mm-hmm. and uh, it was pretty much the same thing like I said in the valley it's you got you know 20 30 something schools mm-hmm. um, and that was gonna be the same so I was already ready for that I was prepared for that and and so that that wasn't really a change a change That's for true. me I mean it's fun to you know go to like a Division one game like UTEP or NmSU or to be able to you know travel you know, When we went to Frisco for the Eastwood Plano game, getting a chance to kind of be in that environment, that's something different that not every high school gets to to be a part of. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. But yeah, I I knew right off the bat high school is going to be number one. So Thursday, Fridays are always the the busier ones. If anything, uh, down in the Valley, Saturdays, they have some games as well. So it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So... Thursday Fridays here I know that's that's high school football don't even don't even do anything (laughs) else that day don't schedule yeah don't 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 schedule (laughs) a concert don't don't do a press meeting or anything because that night that afternoon till the very end of the night we're covering high school (laughs) now going back in a little side note food
0: wise you got three different areas right now I know your homeboy your hometown Miami but (laughs) where do you rate three you know Miami food to you know the valley and then Sun City
1: Miami's first, without a doubt. All right. What, 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 what makes that difference? You know the, the Cuban food. The Cuban. Yeah. Have you had Cuban food before? I, I haven't. That's why. I haven't. Actually. That's why. Have Cuban food. Uh, I heard
0: of Cuban cigars, but I haven't had okay. Cuban food. Yeah, no. <laughs> Cuban cigars are good.
1: <laughs> Have the, fu- the food before, and that'll change your life. <laughs> um, so yeah, Cuban food for sure. So Miami's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I gotta go El Paso two, and then the mm-hmm. Valley three. Um, the Valley, a lot of it was similar in terms of, you know, it's not the big name restaurants that are the better ones. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the smaller mom and pop that from the outside, if you're not from the area, you think, oh, that's that's like run down, I, I don't want to go in there. You don't know like what kind of restaurant is that, and you walk inside, it's like, you feel like you're like in some grandmother family's kitchen, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I see a lot more of that here than I did in the Valley now. I may have just not noticed it, but without a doubt, when I first came down here, I was like, "All right, where are we eating?" Right. <laughs> and they're just like throwing all these different places out at me. Um, but as much as I love the food here, and my 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 body can attest to that, but Miami food, without a doubt, without a doubt. is is number one. I mean, when I go home, I'm, I'm I know like where I'm going first before I even go home. Home. You got and you see my dad. You. I'm I'm got my stop, and I'm picking up food to take it home. <laughs> you know. So without a doubt.
0: You know, now, real quick, because pa- Patrick hasn't experience that much on the tacos we got a couple choices here Ooh. all right we got some right. carne asada and some al pastor all right so pat dig in on this one real quick and all we'll right, continue right. let's dump in here, here yeah, and don't to throw some lime on there all right you know like i said i hope they hope they didn't get cold that was it's all saying. good i said taco tuesdays with ace you know, i love it i love you it. you know me we got to have some food in here
1: you know that's what told me you told me food, I was like, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Like, man, we need you to come by before work. I don't know, man. We're going to have tacos. I'll be right there. <laughs> be right there. What time? Don't matter. I'm there.
0: Tacos. You good so. All right, so coming from Miami, mm-hmm. you got to experience the U. Yeah. For those that don't know, the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah. You know, they've had their ups and downs, but they've had that winning tradition. Mm-hmm. What do you think the mindset here in the community is needed to help UTEP Athletics you know, grow? Because obviously, I think Miami still had fan support whether they're losing and yeah. especially when they're winning. In your opinion, what do you think is needed, what the city needs to do to help these kids?
1: Um, one more than anything, patience. Uh, you gotta understand that you can't, Rome wasn't built in a day, as cliche as that is. Um, everybody wants to be a winning team and a lot of people saw that somewhat um a few years back uh even maybe with like aaron jones you felt oh my god this can be something big um but then when it starts to go downhill people want that quick change and unfortunately that isn't as as easy as it is uh for a number of things i mean you know whether it's the land sculpture of it um selling el paso to people outside of the area is difficult as well. And again, El Paso doesn't have, or UTEP doesn't have that winning history. So it's almost like you have to really put something on the table to where a high school athlete or commit is gonna come in and be like, you know what, Uh, I, I can build off this. And if it's somebody really good they're getting looked at at other schools and it's not just the program it's where that program is located and things like that there's a lot of factors that go into it um youtube can get there problem is people want instant gratification they want that quick result and sometimes it doesn't happen i mean miami didn't get good for years i mean there was a time when that program was basically if you go on the newspaper they were selling clippings for tickets you go to Bird King you buy a Whopper and you get two three tickets to a game I mean that's how bad UTEP hasn't gotten to that point so imagine imagine getting a ticket for you know Chick-fil-a you go there you get a sandwich and then oh hey here are two tickets to UTEP football games like imagine that like that's bad um, I've seen it with the Marlins, when they won a championship and then they get rid of everybody. I've seen it recently now where they got rid of everybody. I've seen it with the Heat where they won a title and then everybody you start fresh. It's it's gonna happen. It's gonna be slow. I mean, if you think about it, <clears throat> where UTEP is this year compared to last year, it's a little bit of a growth. Where they were out there the year, it's slow. It's very, very slow and it'll t- get there. But yeah, a lot of people want that, we, we need to win now, and if not, things need to change. The problem is, if you're constantly changing, uh, whether it's coaches or whatever, you're not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think patience is the one thing that fans need to have, but they also need to be supportive, because as, as, as angry as fans are in Miami, we're still supportive. Like, I got friends and people at work telling me, you know how are you fans of the miami dolphins they haven't won a game they haven't won anything in so long they haven't won a playoff game in like eight years how are you still a fan i'm like i'm still loyal to my team i'm still supportive i may be upset and, but i'm like you know what i'm i'm just trying to just stick with it you have to do that like i people i have tons of friends hey why don't you be a cowboys fan no, no yeah why don't, you, why don't you do that why don't you be a patriots fan why don't you <laughs> no, no, don't do that. you know i'm like no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that uh because i'm not i'm not gonna jump ship that's that's like and I see it like this, right? And, and I, I never really said it a lot, but I see it like this. Imagine you're, you know, you're with your significant other, right? And you guys get married, everything is fine. You know, you have kids, beautiful kids, everything's great. Uh, things get rough, right? Things get rough. Maybe you know the, the child goes through some hardships, money issues, whatever the case may be. Are you just gonna jump ship and leave? You know, I I, I mean, people go through tough times and it's how you deal with that and how you get through that that matters and then things get better and i know it's like a crazy extreme but i see it like that because i hear what the fans are saying Mm -hmm. and i see like they want all these changes and they're angry and they're upset and things and that but you're not in that situation like it is difficult to Mm -hmm. go through that patience i think is the one thing and there needs to be understanding there needs to be understanding that you know utep isn't going in there like well, we're gonna lose more games, so nobody wants to go through that. You know? now. We're we're cashing in this season. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's you know, and it's 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 tough. They're trying, you know. They may they may say, you know what, we're not gonna make it to a ball game, but we're trying to do better than what we were last year. We're trying to build something that won't be a one year success, but will be a three, four, five, six year kind of continued success. Mm-hmm. That takes time. Yeah, you can do great now, and you could have next year will be great, and then after that, you're back yeah. to square one. As opposed to, you know what? Let's go through this tough time now so that we continue growth. That's what you want. You don't want that little boom. And then, so yeah. trust the process, right? You got to trust. trust the process as as much as Philly and want them, and they've they've thrown that out. Definitely got to trust the process. Trust the process.
0: Perfect, Patrick. Like I said, well, thank you for joining. Appreciate stay it. Stay tuned for the next episode of Tacos Tuesdays with Ace, and comment below on who you want to see next. Uh, myself, Ace Acosta. This is Patrick. Well stay tuned.